Just in case our name Clit Talk wasn't a disclaimer enough, we wanted to let you know that this podcast is intended for a mature audience only. So if you have any little ones in the room, now is the time to maybe put some earmuffs on or escort them out. On today's episode of Clit Talk, we discuss how to cast spells with our orgasms, what sex magic makes possible, and what it is to be the pussy priestess. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today, yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk, talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. Welcome to Clit Talk. The Pleasure Positive Podcast, where badass women discuss everything from orgasms to gender harmony to the health benefits of masturbation, the sex ed you wish you got, and then some. This first season of Clit Talk is inspired by Regina Thomas Shower, creatrix of the School of Womanly Arts, leader of the Pleasure Revolution, and author of her New York Times bestselling book, Pussy, A Reclamation. And we're here in the studio today with healer, teacher, and epic voice for the divine feminine, sexual wellness and embodiment coach, Josephina Bashout, a.k.a. the Pussy Priestess. Thank you for being here, Josephina. Thank you so much. It's my deepest pleasure (laughs) to be here. (laughs) So before we dive into all the millions of questions we have for you, I want to ask our Clit Talk crew... What rituals do you have in place in your life that create magic for you? I have an accountability partner that I check in with every day on really fulfilling on everything I'm down to create because some days I wake up and I'm like, I'd rather just lay in bed all day. You know, and some days I do do that, but there's other days where I like need to get it done. So that's something that's like a ritual or like a practice that I have in place that holds me accountable. My ritual is to meditate every morning for 33 minutes. Something that I have come to find out the hard way is that meditation is my medication. And without it, I'm a little batshit crazy. I'm a little, I'm a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I really need that time to ground down, to center myself, to connect with my inner truth. And the way that I like to think about it is as if I am a glass. A glass, you can fill up with water and it serves its purpose. But in order for a glass to really serve its purpose, it needs to be emptied first before you fill it up. So for me, meditating every morning is like emptying myself so I can be filled up with whatever spirit wants to place in my glass for the day. So when I think of this question, I think of a few things. Um, So for like my pussy magic, number one, morning sex is amazing. And I'm a fan. I have affirmations on my bathroom mirror. So to switch gears, morning sex and then affirmations. (laughs) Um, But that's it. Like we're women. We have multiple sides to us. So that and then um, I love doing Tony Robbins priming exercises uh, where you like raise your hands and um, generate a lot of energy physically to just have you be on point for the day. So, Josephina, you teach workshops in sex magic. So, tell us, what is that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, magic is something that exists always, and it's something that we're able to tap into 
and experience through the body. So sex magic is a way of bringing the divine into something that could be traditionally deemed as maybe mundane. So some can consider sex to be mundane or something that's done traditionally or a way of just in the bedroom. And so how can we use that as a tool for awakening and pleasure and opening? Well, there's the magic component. So with sex magic, it's bringing in intentionality. It's bringing a sacred presence and intention to the practice. So for me, sex magic is a combination of of intention setting, working with the energy, moving that up into then a greater vision, projecting out this vision through either spells, which are words, abracadabra is I create as I speak, which is the tattoo that I have. So it's really incorporating all parts of the human experience, our sight, our sound, our sense, right, our taste, our feelings, and and putting all of that into a higher realm, as Osho calls the sex sense. So beyond the five senses, there's a sex sense. So how do we access that? So I teach ways and tools how to actually access that for creating and manifesting in abundance and relationships and flow and essentially how to create this overflowing wellspring of love, which is magic. We are magic. Mm, So what does that look like in its practice? So in setting the intentions... Is this something that you're doing with your partner? So great question. You can do it with your partner. I have a solo practice. I love solo practices. So like you talked about having morning sex, I have morning sex with myself every day. Yes. Every day. Pleasure practice. So it's a pleasure practice (laughs) of waking up. Meditation is a huge important piece, but how can we make it into a pleasure meditation? So it's teaching clients how to, number one, come up and move their body. Immediately get in your body. Start to move like a snake. Put on sexy music that feels really good to get into the body. Then it goes into intention of lighting an incense. Why are you lighting this incense? What's your intention for the day? What do you want to feel and call in? You know, what what is that experience? So then you light that as a prayer intention. And then from then it's like getting into the body. So I play with my clit. I play with my pussy. I play with my entire being and I allow for what I want to call forward to come into my mind's vision. So holding that in a visualization meditation and then letting it go and allowing the pleasure to start to come in through play, pleasure, vibrators, fingers could be in a shower. So that would be a morning practice. And then before I'm getting to that positioning of of climaxing, it's bringing in again, that visioning, that sensation, all of it. And then amplifying, activating that vision with this most potent life force energy that we possess in our pussy and using that creative flow and magic into that. And so it can be even using a voice when it's, you know, if someone wants to manifest money, it's like you're getting to that point of climax and you're like, million dollars, million dollars, million dollars, like really like calling that out, right? Because we're bringing it from the non-physical to the physical by using our, using our senses that are in the physical, so we can bring it in and collapse those those um, things from the quantum into the physical domain. So that's one thing that I do with with teaching my clients how to do that. And you can do that with a partner. If you have a partner, it's like, okay, what do we want to manifest today? What do we want to hold as an intention? And, and then from then, it's using each other as a vessel and a vehicle and playing with each other as these mirrors to amplify that energy even more. And I mean, I can go deeper into it, but when two come together, you actually create a third energy. And so one plus one doesn't equal two. 
one plus one actually equals three because you're coming together as two whole components and you're coming together to create this third energy. And that third energy is also what I call magic. My boyfriend will be very happy to know we've been having threesomes all along. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard about this before, and it's supposed to be very effective in manifestation or manifesting. It is. That's what I've used to actually manifest the home that I'm I'm in. So I've used it to manifest my home, trips to Columbia, speaking engagements, and also a lot of the, the people that are in my lives. It's There's a level of holding the vision, and then another level of detachment. So with pleasure, pleasure loves to have space to move and to fill. And for me, it's a matter of not controlling where the pleasure wants to go, but allowing myself to be open and being a channel and and activating and playing and, and consistently showing up to this as a practice, as a sacred practice of giving myself that time. So we get up, we brush our teeth, we get up, we brush our hair, you know, we brush our soul with meditation, but are we brushing our pussy and our pleasure through the body? And do we tend to the flames of our desire through our own our own sanctity and sacredness, knowing that it deserves that time and space and that we could supercharge it. Like we have the ability to supercharge it. So why not supercharge it and allow it to come to us quicker, becoming literally the field of attraction. So I have a question. It seems like obviously if you're setting the intention for your day, the morning is the time to really do that. What if you're not a morning person. Did you? So when you first started doing this, were you, have you always been a morning person or is it possible, I guess, to kind of train yourself to be a morning person and to enjoy pleasure? Like pleasure is like the last thing on my mind when I wake up. I'm just like, Ugh. but you and so many other people. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You and so many other people. And I wasn't always a morning person and it goes into, again, like having pleasure in the day. So right away, there's, yes, you can train yourself to become more of a morning person. But think about why the belief systems that are in place of why we don't like the morning. What belief systems have we put into play? It's drabby or I have to do this. It's like becomes a chore in the morning. So what if the intention, even before you go to bed, is I'm going to have an intention of waking up open, ready for the day, ready to receive, ready to play with myself. Because who wouldn't want to wake up and go right into play? If you feel like you're waking up to chores or tasks, it's like, oh, I'm going to close my eyes and put the sheets on and be behind the door. So with this way, it's like really reframing the way that you view the morning as really pleasurable. And as women, you know, we are connected to the planet. We are connected to the sun. The sun rises early. And I don't rise as early as the sun, but if we sync up to the cycles and we we can become more in tune with all of the magic, the creation, the energy that is around us, imagine how much more quickly we can manifest when we're in tune with the energy that is creating everything in every given moment. So in the morning, it's a great time because you're up, the sun is up, you're charged. In astrology, we all have our own solar sun signs as well. So that sun will illuminate our own inner sun, our own inner radiance. So a little tidbit that I say with the people that I work with and my clients, and the question is, you know, how much more joy and sunshine do you want to bring throughout the rest of your day? And you can use that as a a motivation of, I get to do this, not I have to do this, because I have to use heavy. 
but I get to feel really good in the morning and I get to share it with my partner and I get to share it with my work. And then it just revitalizes the whole day. And I mean, hello, afternoon delight. You can also like play in the afternoon. (laughs) You don't get to it in the morning. There'd be so many times when I was working in corporate America and I would close my door and I would put on sexy music and I would just touch myself behind my desk and like feel myself up and love myself up as an afternoon delight. Or when I was seeing a partner, we'd arrange to meet each other on our lunch breaks to just make love and to raise our vibrational frequency. And that's another piece too is in the morning we can be really sluggish, but through pleasure, we raise our frequency so it's instead of like a cup of coffee, reach for that orgasm. <laughs> yes. We're going to quote you on that. <laughs> Amazing. So we talked about manifesting money, a million dollars, a million dollars. What else have you manifested for yourself Or have you heard others manifest for themselves through using sex magic specifically? Ooh, I mean, I haven't heard of anything that has not been manifested actually from sex magic. It's, I mean, it's a very ancient tradition. I'm Egyptian and Lebanese. It's something that my ancestors have been doing since their civilization of the Middle East and the pyramids. And it's something that has been a profound shift for me an acceleration of manifestation. So I know of homes. I know of cars. I have a client who was on the bottom of the totem pole in her sales team and working the sex magic in a matter of two weeks got to raise her frequency to be the top. And then in a matter of two months, won a brand new Escalade and was flown out to Florida. So that's just one example of how things can happen so quickly in the physical world reality. I know of another client of mine, a friend, who has manifested her man, like her dream man, while she was traveling abroad and met him in Bali, and he decided, I'm going to move to L.A. and be with you. It was everything that she would meditate on and use the sex magic for and cast these spells out, and it just showed up so rapidly. So it can be anything from relationships to cars to physical things, but more so for me, it was a matter of manifesting a deep sense of inner peace and opening as a divine channel. So receiving the capacity to receive in general instead of having an upper limiting of how much pleasure you can have, the great thing with manifesting is like, how good can you stand it? How good can you stand it? How much pleasure can you receive? And that's pleasure in all capacities. More love from your partner. So you can manifest a deeper relationship. You can manifest multiple lovers. I mean, I've known clients who've manifested multiple partnerships. That's incredible. So how do we begin If we are at the very beginning of this sex magic journey, like, where do we start? And if we don't have a partner, how do we do that? Like, what do you recommend? The great news is that you don't have to have a partner, which is a beautiful awakening for me to realize. Because when I was looking into this before, so many things were about, you know, Tantra. And I've studied Tantra as well. And I'm trained and certified in, in pink Tantra. And a lot of it has to do with a partner. They talk about partnership. And yet there's a huge part of Tantra where it's an individual solo practice. So it all starts from self. Because again, one plus one is three. So you're starting from the place of just wholeness. 
And that requires you to get really clear in what do you desire. So one of the first steps is having an intention to show up differently for yourself to show up differently for your desires and to know that you're worthy of receiving those desires. And so one of the first steps, even for me, when I started this journey was even working with the sex magic and the pleasure practice of I'm worthy of receiving this. I'm worthy of opening and receiving this and this much pleasure and it's safe to open. That's a really beautiful starting point that I want to highlight because oftentimes people will show up to a practice or I've seen clients and people that I've spoken to show up for a practice and it's like, I want to be open and I want this to happen. And it's like, yeah, but are you setting down the groundworks? Like you want to build your goddess palace, but it needs the foundation. And the foundation for all of this is love. So it's letting love lead the way. So setting an intention to receive love because what is money? What is anything here? It's all love. So an intention to receive more love and to open yourself up to that. And then to continuously show up. So one of the steps I would do is have a clear positive intention and then sit down and create something around an ideal scene. An ideal scene is this or something better. This or something better. So with an ideal scene, which you know about as well, it's what do I want to feel? What do I want to experience? Not necessarily just the idea of like, I want to have, you know, this car, I want to have this relationship. How do you want to feel in that experience, in that having? And how can you allow yourself to desire, to linger in that field of desire? Then when you have that clear, positive intention, you've been able to communicate to yourself what your desires are and to the universe. Then from there, you'd show up and decide, okay, how do I want to please and pleasure myself today? Is it with the shower, shower head? Ooh, I love shower head pleasure in the morning. <laughs> Include that in. Or is it, you know, a masturbation practice? Because masturbation is meditation. So are you including that? And what you would do is you would hold that vision, go into the feelings. How do I want to feel? And then imagining in a visualization, you in that scene, you feeling the way you're feeling while you're touching yourself, while you're pleasing yourself, building up the energy, building up the momentum, and then allowing yourself to feel good, allowing that. And in another question, there's a a practice that I've done in my um, Kundalini training, which is a sex meditation. And we would be very surprised, maybe not you beautiful women in here, but a lot of people have shame around just enjoying the idea of sex and the idea of allowing yourself to be in sex and having the, the vision. So doing a sex meditation where you're allowing yourself for 15 minutes to go into this visualization stream of all the most erotic, naughty, playful, delicious fantasies that you have while gyrating and moving your body and shaking out any of the blocks that are preventing you from actually opening up to receiving and feeling really good. Because the key to manifesting, it's, it's feeling. We're in an energetic universe, right? It's, it's proven. So it's about the feeling. Yes, hold the vision, but detach from the vision and dive into the feeling. Oh, my God. This conversation makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about I'm it, Katie. So, I'm so in, like, into it, and I feel myself just like I'm sweating just thinking about do, doing it. And it actually makes me like a little upset that it's hard for me. To do that. So, I mean, I've talked a lot about it on the show. I don't know why I'm crying right now. This is so annoying. Let it flow, <laughs> that, 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 that happens a lot when I'm around. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you're so powerful. Yeah. 
Um, it's palpable in the room. So I had never, just to give you a little bit of background on me, is I had never masturbated before, before reading this book. I didn't enjoy sex at all. And my husband's like amazing. We lived apart for like six years and we saw each other every two weeks. So that actually really worked for me. Um, So that when we got together, we'd have sex, but then it'd be done. And then, so I don't know what it is, but just what you're talking about, like allowing yourself to um, receive and have pleasure is like something that I've, I've come a long way with so far, I think, and because of this project, which is why I'm so committed to this show, because um, I know I'm not the only person out there, allowing yourself to like really sink in and receive and that like how good are you really willing to have it? Yeah, how good can you stand it? How good can you stand it? That's what you said. Um, it's so powerful, just that phrase, like I want to like write that on my mirror how good can you stand it? Because I can't stand it for very long. All these ladies talk about like laying there for 20 minutes, allowing their man to pleasure you. And my husband like wants to, and I just like, I either get bored or I'm like, (laughs) I'm just not into it. So is there any advice that you can give to women who Mm -hmm. are, can Mm -hmm. you speak to that? Yeah. And I just want to thank you so much for your vulnerability and your authenticity. And I want you to know you're so not alone. And I've actually gone through a very similar experience with that in myself. So being disconnected from my body, when I was younger, I went through an experience of being uh, molested. And I detached from my body and separated and was trying to find a way of feeling pleasure and, and orgasm. And I masturbated for one of the first times with a vacuum cleaner hose. And I actually really harmed my pussy. And I was so detached from my body that I thought that I could feel pleasure and instead I really harmed myself and it just created a very dull numbness sensation. And so I can completely, completely wholeheartedly relate to that part of sitting there and not fully dropping into the pleasure in the body and also the vulnerability of letting someone see you and experience you. And for me, to go to your point, it's there's an opportunity for us to really get out of our head And to really open, there's an opening there. So there's some part of us that is afraid of really surrendering and opening. It's like, what would happen if I opened deeply? What would happen if I was really okay with this? How would my body respond? How would they receive me or not receive me? So it requires us to focus on our cervix, focus on softening and not being in the head, bringing all of our awareness back into the body to know that we are worthy of receiving that much pleasure and that, yes, somebody wants to worship you and allow yourself to receive that I'm worthy of being worshipped and I deserve to feel worshipped internally And I'm going to do that work in those moments of feeling uncomfortable of wanting to get in my head and use that as a spiritual practice, alchemy, alchemize those thoughts. Alchemy is taking something from one form to another. So it's transforming that thought into detachment and turning into gold of pleasure of nectar. And you can do that by softening, by telling yourself it's okay to receive, breathing into your pussy, seeing if you can open more maybe even allowing him to place his hand on your heart and just allow the emotions to come up. Tears may come up, right? That was for me. It was like, I'm afraid of what I'll feel. And that's why there's a really important to have a a partner that makes you feel safe. 
so you can surrender and open. And the pleasure practice is a phenomenal way. That's why I said it starts first from self. Because when we can get that right and we can open up and feel in alignment with our highest self, then we can take that into our partnerships or multiple partnerships and then we can show up differently and allow them to experience us differently and then the entire experience changes. So doing a solo pleasure work for yourself is what helped me. I created a sacred altar. I put crystals around. I would practice with different oils. What oils do I like on my skin? How to get back into the body instead of the mind. So using, again, the five senses, essential oils during it. So if I'm in my head, I have oils. Okay, I'm back in my body. I'm back in my body. Let me see him. Visualization, pleasure. Okay, let me dive back deeper into the body. Oils, okay, the touch, tactile. Okay, right? So we can really use our five senses for awakening that that sixth sense, that that surrendered sense where magic can happen. So it's really important to start with the self and get to know yourself more profoundly because our turn on and our pleasure is 100% our responsibility as women. And our partner can't give that to us. And I also believe that we are doing ourselves a disservice when we have these beautiful, beautiful men or women partners that want to love us and support us and worship us. And yet we're preventing them from giving us their fullest gift. It shows up in so many ways in my marriage. Like even before everyone came here today, um, Ethan wanted me to like pay attention to him. He had like two hours with me and all I could focus on was like the future and like all the things I needed to do. And, um, and you know, being, being a clear vessel for this space here, but he, he always gets left out. So uh, like what I'm hearing and what you're saying is like, it's really important for me to, to focus on myself, but also to find a way to give it back Um, but that it starts with me. Yeah. And the giving back is your surrendering and opening. The best thing the feminine can do for the masculine is open, share her gift, share her radiance. And that is a gift that is received so deeply energetically from, from you to your partner that it's a gift for him. And so you actually are giving him the gift of you. And in return, he's able to show up and really give you all of the gift of him. So it's this beautiful masculine, feminine, energetic exchange that actually builds up on more polarity because all that the masculine wants is to feel his woman surrendered in full surrender to him. And then in that regard, we could feel our masculine's energy and gifts and we give them the permission to share with us. So know that you choosing you is actually a way of you choosing him and giving yourself that permission to experience all of yourself because that is a gift to him. So this is so perfect that we're talking about the masculine. I've been so curious listening to you speak today about for men, their ability to connect with themselves and to practice this. Is it the same um, is it the same exact way for, for them as for, for us? It's a very similar way. I wouldn't say it's the exact because I mean, men have a penis and we have a, a pussy. We're still working with 
energy and life force energy, the way that they practice would be a little bit more different in the context of, yes, pleasure practice. And I, I work with, with men as well of how to ride the wave of their energetic orgasms and not to ejaculate. And so for women, it's a matter of we're so in our, our body and we're grounded. So in Tantra, it's a matter for us to really allow ourselves to break the energy up. So for men, they can bring the energy up for their practices to actually like bring it back down. So again, we're going up, they're going down. And so the practice looks a bit different in their solo practice, but the intentionality is the same. So focusing on their pleasure, focusing on not being in their mind, but being in their body. And what I've discovered is men have just as much of a hard time being in their body and present as we do. We get up, we have our laundry list, we have our things going on. Men are the same way. Their work calls, their work emails, what does this mean about the future or not future? So we're in the same boat of being in our bodies and feeling comfortable, vulnerable. And for men, there's actually something that's a little bit different, which I've noticed is they focus on and they're trained. Think about sports, Get that goal, get that goal, be the best, be the best. So they also have an added component of performing pressure that's on them and to be the best. So imagine that. Yeah. So it's like we can have so much compassion for our men and our brothers of wanting to be the best and show up and being in their mind. And then we're like, well, hey, where are you, babe? Like, I want you like right here, right here. So for them, it's an even more challenge because of the conditioning that's gone on for such a young age that we train them to be these strong men. And yet in the bedroom, it's like, you know, traditional like sex, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, or playing or pornography. But to go into the magic component, the connection, the depths of intimacy, they've got to do their work as well. And there's a lot of work that goes on for men to do embodiment practices, right? I, there's training, there's there's qigong, there's tapping into the subtle energy field for them to slow down, which is more of an innate thing for feminine and an innate design. We still have to work on that. But for men, it's it's a little bit of a different journey, but we can still meet in the same place. It's a dance of intimacy. So I have a question for you. Um, so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna like. What's the word? I'm, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess it's a generalization that women are typically, you know, more open to this sort of thing. You know, what? What if you're with a partner, right? Who's like, like my boyfriend's an ex marine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And very manly. And we were actually taking some tantric lessons together, so I know he's open a bit. But I'm just imagining all the women out there that are like, I want to try this, and they are just with like these manly, manly men that are like, I'm not into that meditation crap. Uh huh. So what is how can a woman with with a man, a partner, kind of like start to bridge that with a really, you know, man who's like not necessarily open to it? Like what are what's your advice? I love I guess? this. I'm like giggling so much. I'm like, <laughs> yes. Because it's, you know, this goes into the new feminine leadership. So there's this this idea or there's this, I'll use more of like a, a collective consciousness belief around, you know, men and men being romantic and holding the space and doing all these beautiful things and women wanting to really surrender into that. And I think it's beautiful. Like we we desire and crave for all the men listening. We we crave the courting and the celebrating of the feminine. And also women, it's our responsibility as 
our own healers to create the sacred space. If we're welcoming it and wanting to do that, it's like it's the feminine to be the field of attraction and enticing and creating the sexy space. So the evolutionary opportunity is how can you create what you want? Because this goes into your responsibility. So I would say slow down, create the space of like a sexy thing, like light a couple of candles, maybe put the music that you feel you want and start with something super simple around an eye gaze. So it's like before we like go into making love, like let's just sit down in silence for five minutes, right? It's not a too far of a cosmic thing. And I want you just to either put your hand on my heart or let's put our hands in front of each other and just sit open and just gaze. And let's practice really seeing each other and 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 feeling and experiencing the beauty in each other. That's a very practical step that's not too woo-woo, too spiritual, too out there that even a Marine can do. It's like, I want to just bask in your your manliness and your beauty. And I want you just to take me all in. And that's something that people can meet in a very easy space. And then through time, I I believe that women are the leaders. And it is a part of us to not blame the men, but train the men in the capacity of how can we train them in a loving way that makes them feel comfortable that they want to open. Because the old feminine leadership is leading with our masculine of like, we're going to do this, babe, and you got to show up. And they're like, fuck, I don't want to do this. This feels weird. Or you're trying to force it. And what I've learned in, in my shamanic training is this beautiful lesson, which is gently kiss the petals of his heart to get the flower to open. That's beautiful. Don't pound the heart. Don't pound the flower. Don't peel back the layers. Allow it to naturally blossom and open. But that requires us as the women to carry the love, the nurturance, the beauty, the softness that allows the energy of the polarity of the masculine to say, oh, I want to step up in this space. What is this? I'm interested. I'm feeling more open. Right. And also, if there's anyone who's listening who's not in a woman to man relationship, this also just works with energetics, masculine, feminine, energy, polarity as well. And I've heard like men just want to make women happy. Oh, we just need to ask. Yes. Figure out what you want and ask for it. And they usually want to just make us happy. So they want to do it. Yeah, they want to they want to serve us. They want to honor us. They want to celebrate us. It it's I can't every single man that I've talked to says I love nothing more in life than to make my woman happy or to please this woman or to see her. It's recognizing for me it's been profound to recognize the power of being a woman. It's like men build businesses and companies or they want these things to be able to please and share it with the feminine, you know, share their gifts. So for us to know what we want and ask is a radical responsibility, right? And there's a direct correlation, I don't know if you ladies are aware, with your throat chakra to your pussy. So they're directly connected. So the more you flex this muscle, the more this muscle is going to start to flex and open up as well. So it's really can be scary to ask for what we want, especially if we don't even know what the hell we want because sometimes we're just like, I don't know what I want and I want to be touched or I want to be this and then I change and we're, we're, we're ever flowing and dynamic and knowing that that's okay. In one moment you can want something and in the next you may not like it. But how are you able to communicate it in a loving way that's commanding, not demanding? Lick my pussy and support all my dreams. Mm-hmm. Please. 
<laughs> and thank you. <laughs> okay, great. So now for our listeners, we have a special exercise that Josefina is going to lead for all of you. So if it feels right, if it's the perfect moment, go ahead and close your eyelids and take a All right, lovelies. So I'm going to guide us in something that I call a rainbow meditation. Whether you're a male or female listening to this, you all have a subtle body field. So this is going to open you up. And especially if you are a woman, the invitation here is to connect to your pussy to decide and understand what is a yes for her and what is a no. And this is a beautiful practice that you can do with food to test and see. You can do it with men. You can do it with partners to see, is my body really opening to this or not? And when I do this with my male clients as well, there can be some frustration in regards to feeling and not feeling. So the invitation is to not judge this process to have so much compassion and just witness where are you in the spectrum, in the attunement to your body and the subtle body that is opening. So I invite you to close your eyes, to bring your awareness into your heart center, breathing in the loving and breathing out the loving, softening your throat, softening your pussy and your genitals, softening all the parts of you. Taking another deep breath in from the nose. Exhale it back down into your pussy, into your genitals, and start to bring your awareness there. And now tune in, and I want to see, is your body a yes or no? A yes can feel like a tingling, an opening, an expansion. A no could feel like a numbness, no response, contraction. Just bear witness to the way your body responds as it begins to open and communicate with you with its intelligence. So asking you, all the listeners, how does your body feel about the color red? Breathe that color in and just witness without judgment. Does it open you or close you? Is it neutral? Taking another breath in. Exhaling back down into the genitals. How does your body feel about the color black? And if you're in your mind, just deepen the breath, bring your awareness back down into your body. Noticing just the subtle field of opening. How does your body respond to the color orange? Does it like it? Is it a yes or a no? What about the color yellow, like the sun, the bright yellow? You opening or contracting, just noticing and witnessing. 
How does it feel about the color purple? Mine is all tingly and vibey on that one. What about the color gold? Does your body love the energy and the feel of the color gold? What about the color blue? And again, it could be the most subtle shifts as you open into this practice, just witnessing. And what about the color white? How does your body feel? Does it open you up? And what about the color brown? How does your body feel when it thinks about a rose? Beautiful rose, a fresh blossomed rose. So start to bring your awareness back down into your heart, taking a nice deep breath. Open mouth, let it go. And just noticing how you feel in this moment versus when we started. Just recognizing a shift. Thank you for playing along and opening up. And you can do that practice consistently every day if you choose to open up your subtle body. And you can also do this practice with foods that you eat. Is my body a yes or no to these berries right now? Hmm, okay, is it a yes or no to this kombucha? It's fascinating to tune in to that and start to build on that, strengthen that, that muscle. And finally, for the mystical, magical, sacred pussy chant. Pussy. Feel free pussy. to chime in whenever. Pussy. Pussy, 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 so we really wanted to have a special thank you to Josephine Beshout, who came in the Pussy Priestess on our show today. Um, now she does have a website, which I'm personally definitely going to check out, which is josephinabashout.com, spelled J-O-S-E-F-I-N-A-B-A-S-H-O-U-T. I wanted to make sure I spelled that out so everyone can go to it. She is the Pussy Priestess. You can also find her on Instagram at Josephina Beshout. Um, really just, 
I haven't experienced a space like this in the studio. You are truly incredible. I'm personally definitely going to be reaching out to you to do some work. And I hope anybody who's listening to this, um, that the energy in the room right now translate because you really are a magical pussy priestess. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Love all of you. And thank you all the listeners. And thank you ladies. I'm honoring and celebrating you all for answering the call and being a voice for the divine feminine and creating this magical space to us all. May we rise together. Did you just love this episode of Clit Talk? Well, shit, then you better head on over to iTunes and subscribe, but only if you want amazing orgasms. Also, while you're over there, please rate us and leave a review. But again, only if you're open to incredible sex and amazing relationships. And if you email us a screenshot of your review to clittalkcontest at gmail.com, you will be automatically entered to win a $100 Amazon gift card. We can't wait to give you some free shit.